You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. As we welcome you along to Friday's edition of the programme, it's beginning to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day at this stage. And I'm sure it's the same for many of you, many of you that are confined to your homes, many of you are working from home. It's it's all a very new world for the majority of uh, us, hoping that we find you all in good form. It's a lovely one of those bright, crisp spring days. I mean, I'm looking out where I'm looking at the window here, just clear blue skies. I can't see a cloud where I am. It, it really is lovely. And if you are getting out today, remember the social distancing. Stay apart, two metres apart from everyone. And that can be a little bit tricky if you're going into supermarkets, if the supermarkets are very busy. I don't know, or is it just me? Or is, are the supermarkets eased off a little bit? They don't seem to be as busy, Maybe I'm wrong on that. The fact I've said it now, I'll be getting calls in saying that they're they're queuing out the door to get into various supermarkets. If you are heading to the supermarket today, just remember, keep your distance and give other people space uh, as well. And I know all of the post offices are going to be very busy today in that it's pension day and most of the post offices are limiting the number of people that can go in at any one time and there'll be an X on the floor. X will mark the spot and you'll move from X to X as the queue moves on. But that is going to cause a lot of people to end up standing outside the post office and again if you're queuing outside the post office you need to distance yourself just keep back those two metres from uh, everyone and I'm assuming it's going to be the same in places like credit unions they will be busy on a Friday as well but they all of these organisations are putting procedures in place to protect their staff but also to protect you this is all about all of us looking out for ourselves but looking out for each other as well. We've all got to try and stay as safe as we can and it is the older people are the ones that we most need to protect and looking at the latest figures coming out on COVID-19 as was predicted it's the pensioners who are bearing the brunt of the coronavirus in this country and if an older person gets COVID-19 they are most at risk of ending up in hospital. We know yesterday we had the sad news that a third person has died from the infection. It was a woman from the east of the country and uh, we now have our and and the figure for yesterday of those that tested positive. Some people were quite shocked by it. It's the highest figure we've had to date. 191 testing positive in the 24 hour period uh, yesterday and the average age of the person that's infected has come in at 43 
three. Uh, which I think some people think, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be the older people. But it's the older people are the ones that are ending up in hospital. 31 of the confirmed cases so far are of are aged over 65 and they've ended up in hospital. And that's the largest of all of the affected age group ends up in a, a hospital. So our confirmed cases now stand at 557. And Dr. Tony Houlihan, when he was releasing the figures yesterday, sending out a very clear message to younger, pe- younger people. He's warning everyone, you have to act responsibly in exercising that social distancing because by doing that, we are going to protect the older groups of people in our society are people with underlying illnesses who are most at risk of complications. He says it's still too early to see any impact from the social distancing measures that have already been put in place. But he said the data that they were releasing yesterday underscores the importance of younger people to rigorously follow public health advice and to do social distancing. Dr. Hulan said the hope is that the impact of what we're doing now will become effective uh, over, over the weeks ahead in slowing down the rate of positive cases. But we won't really see the effect of the closure of the schools, social distancing, more people working from home. It'll be the end of the month before we're really going to see what impact that is having. The rate of community transmission. This is where a person gets COVID-19 without knowing the source. That is now standing at 35% and that is a high uh, figure. Now, it's also not anticipated that tougher restrictions will be imposed on the population at this stage. That's the talk of having a complete lockdown on the, the country. There, there's, no, there's no set date for doing that. There's position, there's no legislation in place to do it. And they may have to do it to slow down the spread. If, we're, if we don't manage to do it ourselves by either working from home, keeping away from other people, remembering to wash our hands, the good coughing and sneezing uh, etiquette, if that doesn't work and we are continuing to see an increase or no falling off, on the number of cases, then they'll have to go further. And that's where we'll be looking at something like a, a lockdown. And I thought it was interesting yesterday as well at that press briefing, Dr. Houlihan was specifically asked, was there any evidence of people who had been to the Cheltenham Racing Festival? They would have come home last weekend. Is there any evidence of any of them testing positive? And he said the new figures would have been due to exposure to the population before the event. So it's going to be next week and the week after before we will know if people who went to Cheltenham have impacted in any way on an increase in our numbers. For the most part, people who do not need to end up in hospital, if they get a confirmation of coronavirus, they're sent home. They're obviously told to self-isolate for 14 days and the 14 days might be longer for some people. What, what it has to be is the last five days, the person has to be without any temperature and then we know that it's gone, it's passed and that person is then can come out of self-isolation. GPs are obviously uh, are swamped with the number of patients who are reporting symptoms and many of them 
have to be then referred on to a test. And this is where there's a bit of a backlog at the moment. As of yesterday, it's taking about five days before a person will get an appointment to be to be provided with the swab to have the test. Now, the HSE are saying that that should ease because they're going to roll out more testing centres. And we know, of course, there was a consignment of over 30,000 more testing swabs. I think they arrived into the country yesterday. So hopefully that wait, because that's an anxious wait for people. People have symptoms. They're feeling unwell. They don't know if they have COVID-19 or not and been asked to wait five days for the test to be done and then there's a wait for the results to come back. It's I think it's about a week in total people are waiting which you know it's enough to know that you might have it and that you might be infecting other people in your house and you have to self-isolate um, that they do they really need to, to speed up. They need, we need more test centres to speed it up and then we're going to need more testing done more even though the labs in fairness to the laboratories they are working uh, flat out and then the breakdown of coronavirus cases county by county Dublin now as you would expect it is the biggest population of the the country they've got the the highest number of cases 172 followed by us here in Cork we now have 62 cases across Cork City and County there's 14 in Limerick 13 in Galway 13 in Wicklow and then it drops down to 7 in uh, Westmead and Waterford six in Kerrymead, Louth and Kildare and then there's a bunch of counties that are five and less and the only county now to not have a case of COVID-19 is Monaghan. Every other county in the country has recorded cases. As we know, the government met uh, yesterday and they limited the number of TDs. They were doing the social distancing as well. But of course, new legislation, emergency legislation was passed to try to fight the virus. And the new measures include powers to detain people who have the virus but refuse to self-isolate the ability to order people in certain affected areas to stay indoors. There's also a provision to allow for the shutting down of mass gatherings and uh, also obviously part of the legislation was to do with the immediate payment of the illness benefit for people who've been affected by COVID-19 and of course increasing the illness rate to €305. So that emergency legislation was passed uh, yesterday and in a way you kind of have to think it it looks like it, it is and was needed because while that while the debate was going on in the Dáil, Fianna Fáil's Robert Troy took to his feet and claimed that pubs are still operating in... Now, he cited Limerick, but he said it's happening in other locations across the country, despite the restrictions that have been put in place to try to stop the spread of the virus. Fianna Fáil's Robert Troy... Um, asked if the emergency legislation to give the government extraordinary powers to combat the crisis would give government powers to intervene with such pubs. And then Niall Collins, also a Limerick TD, he said that some pubs had gone rogue. He called for a directive to be issued to all pubs. He said 99% of pubs had adhered to the call, but he said there was still some operating. You see, the pubs have only been asked to close. There wasn't legislation put in place to force them to close. So some stupidly, I would have to say, absolute stupid ignorance and they're putting people's lives at risk by opening the pubs and by allowing people in. I'm assuming they're not opening the front doors. It's obviously in through the back door like people do when they've got this desperate need to go for a pint on Christmas Day or when the pubs used to be closed on Good Friday. People would always get in the back door. So I'm assuming that's what some pubs are doing. Anecdotally, I heard of one or two in Cork on Patrick's Day couldn't get any 
confirmation that it happens. So I don't know if this is something that's particularly happening in Limerick because it's the Limerick TD seems to be highlighting it and hopefully it's not happening here in Cork but it is really 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 stupid if it is happening and I know the independent TD Dennis Nocton called for the legislation to include the provision to ban house house parties and it seems the legislation will cover that if they feel that there's a house party going on uh, the Gardaí will have the powers now to go in and say go home to your own houses and just everybody leave uh, please and actually just um the part that it covered legislation yesterday for illness benefit. Regina Doherty uh, was also talking about social welfare payments and she mentioned the social welfare payments now would be dis- would be distributed fortnightly rather than every week. That was a, in reaction to Willie O'Dea. Willie O'Dea had called for pensioners to get, be given one month of pension that they'd say go in next week and they get four weeks he was his theory was it would stop older people having to leave their homes and he felt it might give them some sort of flexibility as the crisis continued Regina O'Doherty well she wasn't totally opposed to it she did say look what we're doing instead we're going to pay social welfare ben- payments fortnightly so people don't have to go out twice a month instead of uh, every week but she was fearful that if you gave a lump sum of money to somebody at the start of the month and say, right, that's your payment for the month, that by the end of the month they might run out of money. I have to say, I'd also be a bit fearful and I wouldn't like the idea of elderly people being given a huge sum of money, their monthly money, and bringing it home to their houses with them. I, I just would be a bit fearful. I don't know. It just That doesn't sit well with me. But anyway, they're going to be paying out uh, double payment instead. Solidarity People Before Profit, Richard Boyd Barrett, also speaking in the Dáil uh, yesterday, hit out at the unacceptable profiteering on healthcare equipment and said in a briefing, the HSE Director General, Paul Reid, said that the personal protective masks which the health workers need, they normally cost 37 cents each, or that's what they were costing before the crisis. They're now going up to 11 euro per mask on the open market. Isn't that shocking? Richard Boy Barrett said in this situation more than ever, people must come before profit and he called for all production of equipment to respond to the crisis to be put under the control of the public health authorities. He said there should be no question of anyone being allowed to profiteer from that and we in our own way heard about it yesterday when we had people on saying that the price of hand sanitizers had gone up and the price of masks had gone up as well but I was defending local businesses saying that it I, I, I would be very slow to say that it's businesses and I would hate to think that it's local businesses are price gorging on their customers we've been led to believe that it's the distributors it's where the say the local chemists for example are buying their masks from they've shot the price up so if they want to be able to sell them and their customers are asking for them to have them in stock they have to sell them at just absolutely crazy prices but it is just so so uh, wrong and a little bit of a good news and, and a well done to the Chinese technology company Huawei I also have a problem saying that Huawei um, they are sending a shipment of medical equipment here to Ireland as part of its COVID-19 relief efforts Ireland will be the first European country country after Italy to be sent medical equipment by the company Huawei, obviously are operating in this country for the last 15 years. They're going to donate personal protective equipment to help those working on the front line. They're also giving ICT 
solutions which will help with video conferencing and other useful applications for those who uh, need it within the health uh, area. So well done uh, to them uh, for that. Now, can I just bring you a couple of emails that are into the programme? Uh, now, Vicky has emailed me and actually I have to say this is uh, this has come up a couple of times um by text message from people who are either home helps themselves or are aware of home helps or of home helps coming in uh, to them in their house. Just a quick email to mention that the HSE home helps in our community in Clonakilty, but this can be home helps all over the city and county. The home helps are struggling to do their already demanding jobs without any protection apart from gloves, which they're normally given anyway. They have not been provided with hand sanitizers, So depending if the house has adequate washing facilities, they can't wash their own hands. This may be taken as a granted for some, but unfortunately, it's not a given that every household that they go into will have washing facilities. I mean, you think of people in some rural areas, hard to believe in 2020, but there are some people living in very old houses that don't have indoor taps, for example, and don't have washing facilities. And they've been given no aprons, no masks or any other protection. They have been at the home helps have asked, but none of them have been provided. This is a group of workers who routinely travel from one house to the other or from elderly person to an infirm person. Please do not read out my details as it's a very close family member who is a home help in this very challenging time. And well done to all the home helps who once again are forgotten in a crisis, but who through their care are keeping people in their own homes. And we've had many people say that the only person coming in to see them is, you know, people who are self-isolating, but the home help is still calling. And that's the only human person that they are seeing there, you know, hopefully they're communicating with family over the phone, etc. But the home helps are continuing to do the most amazing work. Now, as I say, we've had a number of texts, I would say on a daily basis, we've had a text in saying that it just seems very unfair that home helps are not being provided with at least hand sanitizers and the, and a mask. You would have thought that at least that they would have been given uh, to people. So we've banged an email off to the HSC. Now, I appreciate that the HSC are under a lot of pressure at the moment and are working flat out as well. But let's see if we can do our bit just to give the home helps what they need because I do think the least that they could be given are the masks and the hand sanitizers to keep them safe and also to keep their clients safe because if their clients end up getting COVID-19 they are the most vulnerable in the community. They will absolutely end up in hospital which will make, you know, which will swamp all of our hospitals um, and 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 cause bigger problems for the HSE all for the sake of the home help getting a bottle of hand sanitizers and some masks so we'll wait and hopefully hear back from the HSE on that one and a big shout out please to all of our wonderful florist shops across Cork City and County traditionally this would be probably the busiest uh, if not just slightly behind Valentine's Day. I don't know. I'd have to ask a florist which which is normally busier. Is it Valentine's Day or is it Mother's Day? And there are many, many mothers who won't be able to see sons and daughters this Sunday because they're self-isolating and the son and the daughters will not be able to call to see them on Mother's Day. So this is a nice time to remember our local independent florist shops who are also really struggling with this COVID-19 crisis because many of those florist shops are on main streets where shops all around them have closed down and the footfall on our main streets have fallen hugely. So they have been doing little or no business. business. I 
don't know, actually, to be honest, I don't know if some of them have even closed. But for those that are still open, I know one certainly that open is opened is Park West uh, Flowers, Flower Shop at uh, Tesco's in Mallow. The wonderful Sharon is in there working and trying to keep her doors uh, open. So the message from florist shops this year is to buy flowers, not toilet rolls this weekend. And of course, the one beauty, if you're mother is self-isolating and you can't get to see her on Mother's Day you can have those flowers delivered to her door and it will give her a great great lift and then she'll have the wonderful weeks that you get of something magical about getting a bouquet of flowers but then what I always love is when I have it in the house you have that smell of fresh flowers in the house and then it's to look that you know gorgeous looking at, at a bouquet of flowers and, you know, and flowers that get delivered they can get two to three weeks out, out of them so don't forget your local independent florist shops and a big shout out to all of them and I really do hope and pray that you have a really, really busy weekend this weekend. Some of your texts already coming in when I mentioned Mother's Day and don't forget the mothers on Sunday because it's going to be a tough Mother's Day for many. Somebody is in with a request wanting me to wish a wonderful and amazing grandmother and godmother. Mary O'Driscoll from Skibbereen, a very happy Mother's Day. Love from your granddaughter, Helen, grandson, Wayne, granddaughter and goddaughter, Rebecca. And the message is, we love you, Nana. That's really nice. Thank you for that. Patricia, is there any decision on the racing home for Easter Festival? Haven't heard anything, but we certainly can look into it. Or if there's anyone from the Racing Home for Easter Festival listening, let us know. Um, I know racing is going on, but it's going on, isn't it, behind sort of closed doors? I'm sure there's not going to be a big... Because Easter is the weekend of... It's the... No, no, the 10th is Good Friday. The 10th of April is Good Friday, the 11th. So it's that weekend, 10th, 11th and 12th. It's only a number of weeks away. I can't, I can't see all of the restrictions that are in place being lifted by then. But anyway, we'll we'll leave it to the organisers of the Racing Hope for Easter Festival. I won't cancel it for them. Let them come back and uh, tell us. And Mike Fitzgerald has been on to say, Patricia, could you just say a big uh, the thank you to everyone who got involved with the Irish Community Rapid Response Air Ambulance Fundraiser, which was held at Star Tracks in Knocknagree. €5,170 was presented to the Air Ambulance. That's a fantastic sum of money. So thank Thanks to everybody who supported, sold the tickets, who made donations to the musicians, especially I'm told Laura Dunley and Pat Burke, they played on the day for free. So a big pat on the, on the back on that air ambulance. You have a feeling that that could be needed in situations that could be that could be working flat out. We need to keep that air ambulance um, going for sure. Hi, Patricia. At a post office this morning, people were queuing uh, up as many of the post offices opened early. They were lined up right beside each other. I counted 13 elderly people in total lined up on the street waiting and certainly there was no social distancing going on. It was actually scary to see. Please, can you highlight again the importance of social dis- distancing as many people are attending their local post offices today to collect their pension. Please step away, move away. You can still talk to people a metre apart but don't be up on top of each other and I am fearful because most of the post offices are limiting the number of people. I went to a post office the other day and the sign on the door was only five people were allowed into the post office at any one time and that would mean everybody else would be out on the street. So if you if you end up out in the street, which you probably will, wrap up warm, it's a bit chilly out there. You can talk to somebody, but just please keep two metres apart. And the wonderful 
Eileen out on Bear Island who is self-isolating and who gave us all a little bit of a lift the other day when she explained to us about the importance of getting up, getting dressed, doing your hair, putting on your lipstick, get out of your dressing gown and just and set yourself goals for every day. She's been on to us for her thought of the day for the day. This is from Eileen out and I imagine if this if the the sun is shining and they have a clear blue sky. Bear Island is the place to be. But don't go to Bear Island, please. The islanders are asking people to leave them alone. They don't have COVID-19 out there and they're trying to keep it that way. Um, Eileen on Bear Island says, this is the thought for the day. There is a way out of every dark mist. Look for a beautiful rainbow trail. Keep believing, says uh, Eileen. We will indeed and we hope you're doing well. And we, as promised, we will speak with Eileen again next week. Hi, Patricia. I cannot understand why the protective gear that the doctors and nurses need so badly, why it is not ready and waiting for them. We make masks and medical equipment in this country. We also supply half of the ventilators uh, to the world. So where are they all gone? Is it like the famine that the potatoes were exported while the people died here? Everything should be done to shield our doctors and nurses. Yet we're hearing daily that there's a shortage of masks or protective gear. Where are all the HSE millions uh, going? I saw Simon Harris wasting protective gear uh, yesterday. They should have been sourcing all this protective gear since uh, January. Shame on them, says this uh, texture. I think there is a problem in... Obviously, all over the world, nurses and doctors are looking for these masks and and protective gear. And all of the facilities that make them are working absolutely flat flat out. So I think they're just waiting for supplies to arrive. I don't think in any way it's the... I don't think we can knock the HSE and the HSE get knocked enough, but I don't think in this instance we can. They're doing their very best to keep all of the hospitals supplied with the protective gear that the nurses and the doctors need and they have orders in. But you are right as well. This was something I looked up uh, only yesterday. It's a company in Galway that supply and make ventilators and they make 50% of the world's ventilators are made in this country. Isn't that incredible? Something I would n- we would never have known before. Obviously, we here in Ireland are looking to that company to make ventilators for, for us. But if they make 50% of the world's ventilators, then they are making ventilators for other company, for other countries as well. They are increasing their workforce and they are working, I'm assuming, 24-7. But they are upping their we- workforce as well so they can produce more and more ventilators because there will, more and more ventilators are needed right across the world, not just in this country. 1850-333-103. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about the Leaving Cert and the news that was announced yesterday of the cancellations of the orals for Leaving Cert and some of the practical exams at Leaving and Junior Cert. And we heard with the cancellation that what would happen instead is that the Leaving Cert students would get 100% of the marks for the oral exams. That hasn't gone down too well with all of the Leaving Cert students. The weaker students, obviously, must be absolutely thrilled. But the students that put a lot of work in are the students 
who know they're better at a subject, they're not too happy about it, including Claire has contacted us to say, I'm a Leaving Cert student. I feel the decision yesterday to offer everybody full marks in the oral exam is not the correct one. I feel they should have looked at marks over the year and worked from an average percentage rather than giving everyone full marks. This means fellow classmates I know, I know who would not have performed their best, others who have absolutely no interest will get the very same mark as me and I've been studying along with others really hard every single night preparing for for my oral Um, and now we will all come out with the very same mark it is unfair and actually one way and we'll speak with the ACI in a minute about it one way that I thought around it could have been all the mock exams for the orals were well done because the orals were due to be had around now so the mock exams would have been well done now and I know somebody will say well they always mark the mocks harder could you not have used the results from the mocks plus 10% allowing, given, give them all the extra 10% allowing that they're harder? Could that not have been done? We'll put that to the ASDI uh, when we talk with them after these. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie Egg foil a mock quid then a nihe is far lane. Shot eight thrower C103 air kirkig. Is there in devil yastun gahiraho Elizabeth Fort? Agasterter gwicha er chandus na sampli is far the rune rail to hrahoch on shachtu hishdiak. Kegger atogoche harnablianta. Hogalord on dun on giatlaw real fos lefeshkint. Atogoch a du sporta sivlian shadiak sahayan. When saltas rire kana untacha er chahar kirkli o ali na nunta. Agas tog trus kun faulum fest baron duin agas na kaharach. Now yesterday it was announced that all Leaving Cert students studying languages will receive full marks in lieu of oral assessments that were due to be held in Irish and modern European languages. Also announced were changes to the practical exams at both Leaving Cert and Junior Certificate. Michael McGrath of the ASDI joins me. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia, and how are you? I'm very well and you're welcome to the programme. Did the Department of Education have absolutely no other choice, do you believe? Well, there's a big debate going on at the moment and I listened to your previous contribution there and I think, in my own opinion, personally, a very wrong decision. Go on. Very unfair, as that, that leaving a student puts it so eloquently. She has done studies long and hard and her parents have probably paid for to go to Irish college last summer. And those that made the effort, they want the high points, they want the other high achievers are being totally disadvantaged, in my opinion. What do you believe they could or should have done? Well, now, you were suggesting early on they could use the mocks would leave another quagmire open because the mocks are school-based, a lot of types. And they're oh, actually... Okay. They're some externally assessed, but not very well. I've often had to recorrect them myself, etc. And then you have tremendous pressure from now till the school would give that result to the, to the state exams from parents who are, who are querying the results, why didn't Johnny and Mary get better? You know, the usual one, mm-hmm. there's now an influence over an individual principal to put a pressure on an individual teacher, and that would be a bigger disaster. My opinion, what would be worth is a long run into the Leaving Cert. And we are top of the Leaving Cert. We shouldn't worry about the junior cycle. It's, it's really a non-event in, in terms of academic achievement. Nowadays, any is so dumbed down with common-level papers. But that's another day. For another issue, we spoke on that before on your programme. We did, we did. Only students should be out anyway concerned now are the leaving certificate uh, cohort of students. First thing they should do now this morning is relax. They're all in the same boat. And they'll all be disadvantaged by the same amount 
come the leaving cert. Okay. And they have a long leading time, plenty of time for focused study. And I mean focused study. And the biggest problem with today is these teenagers don't know how to concentrate for long. It's all powwow, smartphones, iPhones, hit me with a message, joke with a message, jump around. They can't concentrate. We see that in class all the time. And if they get a focused study program, and I mean focused, they pick a topic. I'm a science and biology teacher, and they pick a topic like photosynthesis, which is quite tough. I'm not sure if it did. I did biology. I did. And the biochemistry of photosynthesis is still very tough. But pick a topic, not even the whole chapter. Pick some topic, but look at the exam questions over the previous years, and the course hasn't changed for about 15 years. I'm taught my own subject now. That's my expertise. Pick a topic. Do I know it? If I know it, let's hit an exam question. Last just question, don't bother with it. That won't come up again. Go back previous years. Could I answer that question without the textbook right now? So try it. That's today's work. Skip the bits they don't know. Skip 10 lines, 15 lines. See how blank the script is at the end. Tomorrow's, not today now, tomorrow's focus is relearn what I should know with a f- target in mind of 20 minutes. No more, because that's their concentration span. It's probably for most of us, really. But learn with a focus. I'm going to go back and fill those blanks today, or else my study period was ineffective. That's a waste of time. Waste That's of time. Waste and they're learning you, chapters. They're you, learning chapters. So I think, and they're you, telling Mammy, I did three chapters of biology, and Mammy says, great, well done, take a break. They've done nothing. Yeah, because you just yeah, you can read. It's like reading. Have you ever read we, the newspaper when we, you don't forget what you actually? We've read? all done that. Yeah. If you're distracted in any way, and it's so easy as you say to get distracted now, and if the phone is on, and the social media comments are flying into them, so their mind is is straight away somewhere else. Do you believe, Michael, the leaving cert ex- exams will go ahead? I believe they have to because then if they don't have what happens to this whole year. Now, the worrying thing is because what they've done over with the madness under Boris Johnson is cancel the GCSE and, and the A-levels. That's yeah. madness. What's happening to this cohort of students? And if you do cancel, where will they fit into the system next year? And the universities will have to have, have, have students going in, entrance going in, so they'll go in with some form. I believe the madness was to give them full marks in any exam that didn't sit. It's been said before, like the, they, passed, they got rid of the driving test Backlog back years ago. Oh my God, I'm talking about probably 30 years ago. They did, yeah. They did an amnesty. They did an amnesty that we're still paying for today. Yeah, you're, you're right on and that. This is an amnesty we'll pay. You can have your grad. There was a thing I skit up on Facebook last night of somebody going into dual languages in Trinity having done all Foundation Irish. Yeah. So he's now 50% stopped off. What they should have done, in my opinion, is my, I, my, my, I got distracted a while ago was there's a big long leading time till the 6th of June. Okay. The serious motivated student who wants dentistry or medicine or, or, or wants to become a, become a, a doctor or become a physiotherapist or an architect, they will still stay focused. The chances that are going around in the cars, I saw myself yesterday, a gang of five teenagers getting out of a car at a petrol station to go buy a breakfast roll. Now, they were in somebody's house before that and they're together in the car and they went into the shop together. Where's At that the age, we're not getting through to them. You had this morning, but the pubs open your own programme. I mean, where's the where's the social distancing there? It Do doesn't you, exist. But if they if they focus themselves and if they're properly by using their head, for the re- a knee jerk reaction, I think by the minister, the state exams, the commission cannot be happy with it. So now marking fifty percent left, they should let them go and do a complete written test, which you had in your time and my time. I'm not I'm telling aging you. I'm telling my time, and you're all on your pen and your paper and your brain. And mammy or daddy couldn't help you, and that should still happen with a hundred percent of the of the exam going for the written. And those that work will get their H1s. Yeah. And those that have done nothing and will still do nothing will get their H8s and they'll fail. And that'd be fair and nobody could complain. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, but giving giving full marks in any exam, it does madness. I and for the happened. for Irish, it's it's forty, so it's it's a straight 40. pass. It's but fifteen music. Yeah, it's fifteen music. So so you're near you're nearly at a C before you've gone in to pick up a pen. Good girl. And, and, and the person, the person who worked the backside off and yeah. getting grinds, and they're they're really good now. The music is very high standard. I I, I supervise them. They're really high standards, and they know everything, and they can deliver right music in the exam. And the practical is fifty percent of it. So the person who is brilliant is going to get forty-five or fifty, which they get in the H one, and forty-five on the it's written. Now the the, the the student who has made no effort yeah. sleeps inside in class or doesn't come to class because the absenteeism rate among that age group now is is crazy. Over sixteen. The Papin don't care, and <coughs> and you know, and, and they, they, they're beyond their responsibility, and they're they're just staying at home, and the, the the tendency to stay at home from after Christmas or after the mocks is getting higher and higher, and nobody ever improves studying alone. Are schools? Are you aware of? Are schools offering online resources <laughs> or online classes, and is is that working? That's another issue. I live out in a rural area of Dungarvan, rural, and about half a mile beyond my house, there's zero broadband. I'm lucky. There's enough houses between me and the town. And any town the same way. You go to Clonakilty, you go down to Bandon, you go three or four miles outside, there's broadband. Broadband stops. Yeah. Because broadband is an expensive infrastructure, and they need X number of, of people to log on and check in and to pay up to make it worth their while. Therein, you have a discrepancy again. You have some students who cannot go online, who don't even have a mobile phone coverage. There's a place called the Ballamacarby, a, a beautiful uh, uh, tourist attraction, and you go in two miles beyond Mildy's pub in Ballamacarby, and you have no communication right, with yeah, anybody know, except the landline. I know as well. I know, you know, Mac well. you know you had no um, landline. I, I do, I do. I, and and the, the phone disappears. The phone signal yes, just completely disappears. People go there, people so, go there for a switch off for a so, downtime. So therefore, are some students straight away disadvantaged? Because some, yeah. some are living in areas where they do have good broadband, and some schools obviously are offering an online. And there's another disadvantage, Patricia. I, I have people on to me now. I'm actually I must clarify my, my, my I didn't hear your introduction to me. I'm I'm an ex member of the executive was hoping to be reelected in the convention at Easter, but that's not happening now. But that's my personal thing. I'm not their official representative, but I, I've been on there for many years. Yeah. And I in case you introduced me differently, I didn't hear no, you. No, I ju- I just said with the ASTI. <laughs> that's fine. But I'm um, just clarify that and the second disadvantage, I have parents, I have teachers onto me who are parents of young children, because I'm their go-to, I have been their go-to man for the last six years, I'm saying to you, I say, what do I do, Michael, I'm, am I supposed to go online every 40-minute class, I have three children driving me crazy, the creche is closed, their school, national school is closed, and that age children are so demanding of your time, because they're now having such fun on the creches and even the national schools, it's nearly all play, and it's adult-led play with me, and she said, I can't even get five minutes in front of the laptop. She has broadband with my children demanding my time. And I told her one simple thing. This is not an academic crisis. It's a health crisis. That's true. A big reality check needs to think, think in, in, this, in this whole country. Yeah. I had one parent, one teacher to me who was a transition year teacher, transition year programmer, who got an email because they're all contacted by email because those programs for what's happening, etc., and going away on trips. Why aren't you putting work up online for my daughter in transition year? That's what this person asked. They're furious. So transition year is a, a year for anything other than academic, and they want academic work simply because that parent can't occupy or can't keep that child content at home. That's my opinion. Now, yeah. we, we look after leaving search. Yeah. We're doing as best we can. There's Google Classroom and there's Edmodo, but it's only leaving search should be a concern. We'll make up all this time. We've done it before. We've got closures for snow and closures for different but, things. But your gut instinct is the exams will go ahead in June. Yeah, I think that's it. Maybe not well, June or something. They should go ahead in June. Because okay, I but don't so, keep, so keep working. 
if I may, I, I'm taking make too much of time, is the, 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 every, every teacher has the course finished, definitely by Easter long before. They're now on revision time. And it's, and it's time these students who are now 18, most of them are 18 because a lot of them are on TY, they're adults, they'd be out, they'd be out on your wage back years ago. They're acting like children. They want to be spoon-fed and led all the time. And it's time they stepped up to the plate and the parents with them and run the exams as normal. Maybe we can't do it if we have a crisis where they can't put people at risk by going into exam hall if the, if the COVID has not gone down to manageable levels, and it may not be, but if it is, they should bargain for it and let the students, the workers will work, the dossers will doss. Okay. All right, Michael. We leave it there. Listen, thank you for that. And uh, thanks thanks for joining us. 1850-333-103. That is uh, Michael McGrath of the uh, the ASDI and his views. Not a happy camper about these students receiving 100% of the marks for the cancelled orals. Um, John Paul taking your calls. Text WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Like you, my family have spoken about little else in recent days. They are all apprehensive. They've heard the stories from China and Italy of hospitals being overwhelmed and medical staff getting sick. Not all superheroes wear capes. Some wear scrubs and gowns. And all of our healthcare workers need us to do the right thing in the weeks ahead. Our community services and hospitals are being tooled up. Essential equipment is on the way. This is the calm before the storm. And when it comes, and it will come, never will so many ask so much of so few. We'll do all that we can to support them. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. Listen to C103 on your phone. Download the C103 app today. Go to the Google Play Store for Android or iTunes for iPhone and search C103 Cork. Download it today and listen straight away to C103. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And the listener wants to know, are all the hairdressers and barbers closed? I've I've spotted some that are closed, but I don't know if all of them are. I would suggest that you ring your individual hairdresser or your individual barber to find out. I mean, because any of the closures are obviously it's a completely individual choice. Some businesses will say they've no choice that they had to close. But I, I would suggest that you make contact with your individual hairdresser to find out. And well done to Mallow Post Office. Noreen in Mallow was on to say the main post office in Mallow uh, town is doing the social distancing between people. It's fantastic. There's a member of staff inside the door explaining to everyone what the social distancing is and it is working extremely well. So well done. Take a bow, Mallow Post Office. OK, I need to take another break. Sorry, I got backed up on breaks. Another a quick break as we head to News at 11. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie 
for the best weekend sports coverage in Cork, it's got to be C103. I'll bring you updates on cross-channel soccer racing and anything else that happens in the world of sports. Rory Burke kicks off your weekend with a comprehensive Saturday sports preview from 11am. Mark Malone keeps the ball rolling with Cork Sports Saturday from 2. Then, Cork Sports Sunday completes your weekend between 2 and 7pm with Brosnan Boylan Golden. On the ball for home, car and commercial insurance. Get local peace of mind with bbg.ie. Oh, the hand Every puck, every kick, every score, every weekend. Let me tell you what's happening sporting-wise this weekend here on C103. For sport in Cork, it's got to be C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Be very careful, please, about fraud that's going on out there and people getting fake news and fake messages. WhatsApp groups in particular are spreading lots of information that is incorrect. And we've been made aware of a WhatsApp that's doing the round saying that the online bank uh, Revolut uh, was in financial trouble. Now we contacted them and they have come back to us to, to say we want to make it clear that this information is false. Just last month Revolut raised $500 million in fresh investment. Revolut is growing from strength to strength and customer funds are completely safe. We hope this clears this up. So please ignore that WhatsApp and just be careful when you get any of those WhatsApps that you're anyway suspicious about don't fuel them. Don't pass them on to anyone. It's by people constantly passing them on. It's like all the information, misinformation about COVID-19 that was doing the rounds on WhatsApp groups. You just, you're fueling it by passing it on. So just be very wary of any of those kind of messages that you receive. I'm really saddened to hear this. We've had a, a staff member from the Mercy Hospital on to us asking us if we would just give a shout out to the traffic wardens to please lay off during this emergency that we are going to uh, going through. Some traffic wardens are telling staff that they can park in certain locations but as the staff rush in for emergencies if they come back out they can find if they didn't get a chance to get a ticket for whatever reason if they're as I say responding to emergency they find that their cars have been ticketed even if they only run in to do something and come back uh, out again. They feel at this this stage it's as it's as if they have the traffic wardens have upped their game with the handing out of uh, tickets, particularly to staff at the hospital. Uh, this member of staff said, I know traffic wardens have a job to do, but the majority of people parking around the hospital at this stage are staff. Certainly if the park, secondly, if the parking disc runs out, if you're dealing with a sick patient upsta- upstairs and you don't get down in time to change the disc within the hour, you'll find you'll come back and a ticket has been placed on your car. This member of staff at the Mercy Hospital it says look staff are under enough pressure at the moment will you give us a little bit of a break I really am saddened and disappointed to hear that because I know management at Cork University Hospital have sourced more than 220 additional free parking spaces to facilitate their staff during the COVID-19 outbreak and there had been reports of nurses and their cars being clamped when they came off 12 and 14 hour uh, shifts yeah, but I didn't realise that there are also there's many of them have been handing out uh, parking tickets now I, I don't know what the Mercy Hospital themselves can do I know the Cork University Hospital uh, say that they don't charge staff for their parking and they, that's why they got a, a extra spaces for them as well to make sure that there would be enough spaces available but 
because of the location of the Mercy Hospital they don't have parking spaces to offer free parking spaces to their staff but to any of the traffic wardens uh, listening to us this morning would you give the staff a little bit of a break please they really are flat out without having to worry and be constantly looking at their watches or constantly looking at the clock to know that they have to run out and change the ticket a little bit of a break please would be nice on social distancing and keeping apart Mary says I was in a supermarket yesterday there's no social distancing going on Patricia at supermarkets people are walking on top of each other trying to grab things off the shelf they were giving out gloves but nothing to stop people standing so close to you we need to look at that I did say that at the top of the programme we need to look at the supermarkets they seem to be very busy and you can get more than 100 people we're not meant to have more than 100 people in a mass gathering but you get a busy supermarket and you'll get more than 100 people that's for sure some of your texts in morning Patricia with the coronavirus and everybody so worried about it I saw a woman in Bantry in uh, the little store she was wearing a uniform while shopping she was either a home help or worked in a hospital because it was that type of a uniform talk about spreading germs as you know cop on what is wrong with people on the leaving search the simplest fairest way to have sorted it out would have been to grade all the students on the written exam only which was what our teacher Michael McGrath had suggested as well someone else says what about students who are not doing any language and students who have difficulty have learning difficulties this distance learning is absolutely horrific on them Hi Patricia, please don't call out my name. Oh, this is one. Please don't call out my name. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Our local meetings have closed down. Meetings are, med- meetings are our medicine for the disease of alcoholism that we suffer from. I'm happy to have these meetings in my own home, but I just want to ask, is just over a metre between people adequate in a situation like this? I have alcohol wipes, I have plenty of hot water for hand washing, I have disposable gloves, I have hand sanitizers at both doors and mostly we wouldn't have any more than five to eight people gathered, but it's so helpful to get us through these difficult times and just wondering, am I taking enough precaution? Uh, thanks in advance. And because all the Alcoholics Anonymous meetings have been uh, cancelled, I would think limit limit the number of people to the smaller number. You would say between five and eight. I would maybe try and keep it to five. Space yourself out in the room. Make sure nobody is feeling any way unwell. And if somebody is feeling unwell, tell them not to come to the little meeting that you're organising in your house. But I mean, you could you would have you could have five people living in a house uh, together. And if you do the social distancing keep the it says I know you're saying could you do it in a metre they're saying two metres in case somebody sneezes or coughs you seem to have it all with the hand make sure everybody washes their hands when they come in and they use the the hand sanitizer. my gut instinct would say you would be okay now I could have other people will say you're absolutely mad to do it so let's give it out and see what other uh, listeners are thinking about it but absolutely I feel for you and anybody else who regularly attends Alcoholics Anonymous and you are right I have heard people say attending that meeting is our is our medicine and you're taking that away from people and we certainly don't want people who have battled long and hard to get over their addiction of alcohol and just suddenly because they, they, there are no meetings available to them we don't want them going back down that slippery road again now, I don't know, it, can it help in any way if you had meetings online 
Could you get together that way? Would that help at all? Use the phone, ring people for, for support. But we'll give it out and see what others think and how other people are coping with that as well. The fact that the Alcoholics Anonymous meetings have been taken away. 1850-333-103. And a listener is disagreeing with me about the availability of masks. This listener says, I have a family member working in a Dublin hospital and they don't have any masks. Yet these masks are made in Limerick, but they're being exported. And the HSC were aware of that since uh, January. We need to have more masks and more protection put in for our healthcare workers. Podrick says, Patricia, I was passing the Regent Park in Ballincollig yesterday. The car parks were completely full. People of all ages, from young kids to grandparents, and they were all out in big groups. They weren't observing any of this social distancing that we've been told to do, either between themselves or others. They were stopping for chats, etc. Have people heard none of the announcement over the past week or so? Crazy and reckless, says Porrick. It is okay to go out but you need to keep your distance. Uh, Catherine says, Patricia, I can't understand the pubs are closed, but yet you can buy drink in the supermarket or in the off licence. You know what's going to happen here. It's going to lead to house parties. So where, how is that keeping people away from each other? See, all the powers that can be, all the powers that be can do at this stage, like the government and all of the health experts, is advise and warn people. This is what we are telling you you need to do in order to stop the spread. But you can't allow for stupidity of people. I mean, that's why the government introduced this emergency legislation. As of yet, they're not saying that they're not going to lock down the country. But if they start hearing about people having house parties that have huge numbers of people in it then that emergency legislation will come in and we will end up in lockdown and we will end up with the army and the Gardaí knocking on people's doors saying there's too many people in this house this is a party you need to go out you need to go home we'll see people being fined for being on the streets but I suppose what the government are hoping to do is that they don't need to use that emergency legislation if all of us just cop on it isn't forever they're not asking us to do this forever it's for this period of time while we kill this virus. But you can't account for stu- stupid, ignorant people who think, oh, it'll never affect me. Should come on over to my place and we'll have a bit of a session tonight. It's, it's crazy. And will it go on tonight? Yes, of course it will. Because those stupid people will always exist, not just in this country. They will exist all over the world. John says, Patricia, I'm wondering how Irish Rail are enforcing social distancing. And also, are they using hand sanitizers on trains? The reason I'm asking is I'm going to Killarney at some stage tomorrow morning and just a bit concerned in advance of getting on the train. Has anyone been on a train lately? I know they're talking about curtailing the number of trains and the number of buses because I'm assuming that not as many people are travelling that has been travelling but if they lessen the amount of trains and buses will that put more people onto the services that are there? I don't know. Has anybody been on a train in the last few days? Have you noticed are they enforcing social distancing? Are they people keeping people apart on the seats. If you don't have a very busy train, it'll be easy to do it. People can sit at different parts of the of the train. But if you get a very busy train, Fridays typically are busy. And we've seen some packed out trains where people have had to stand the whole way home from Dublin to Cork. We only raised that on the programme a couple of weeks ago. Certainly there wasn't social distancing going on in any of those trains. So has anybody been on a train lately 
How are they doing on social distancing? Did you see hand sanitizers being used? Was there extra cleaning going on on the drain? Let's see if we can give advice to John, who will be heading to Killarney at some stage tomorrow on the train. A worried listener says, Patricia, I wonder what are what's other people's opinion on caravan and camping park sites? I live close by one with Easter just around the corner. Are we going to see an influx of people and will we be inundated with people coming to our area to stay in the caravan park or the camping site? I think these caravan and camping sites should be shut down as surely they should be classed as mass gatherings. Keep up the good work by highlighting our concerns. Thanking you, says a worried listener. Okay, can anybody listening to us from a caravan or a camping site let us know, are you closing? Are you, I mean, if you get... If you get a the system is right. If you get a very busy campsite, certainly in the summer months, you would have way more than a hundred people in a campsite. Is that deemed a mass gathering of people? If everyone is on top of each other, could you still have a caravan and a camping site operate operating with people doing social distancing, with people keeping apart? But then you're going to have to try and keep children away from each other, which is the advice that we've been given. You know, you know no play dates. If you know if a child is going to a caravan park and there's a child in the next caravan it would be you know, impossible to keep them apart that's the nature of what children do so I don't know if many many families will travel if they're heeding the advice of the government they won't be travelling you'll have other families who will before this coronavirus all broke out will have booked their caravan trip or their camping site trip so maybe they will say don't want to suffer the loss children are still on Easter holidays so they'll go instead so if anybody can let us know from caravan parks or camping sites are people closing? Are they shutting up shop? How are they dealing with this? No, no one, no more than a hundred people. It's deemed a mass a gathering. Uh, Kevin, oh yeah, Kevin said, Patricia, just to let you know, uh, let listeners know that anyone with Sky Sports, you can suspend payments if you log into Sky.ie and you have your username and your password and follow the instructions. Now, when you say we'll, we'll look into that, when you say suspend payments, does that mean you lose your Sky Sports? Or are they offering this for people who, and people, of course, who have been temporarily laid off and will be trying to cut back on as many bills as they have? And that would be one bill that I take it would be deemed a luxury if you're looking at putting food on the table. So if people are aware of that, if you've got Sky Sports, which can be quite expensive, the monthly payment for that, according to Kevin, log on to sky.ie and you can suspend your uh, payments. Hi, Patricia. I heard you speaking about sending flowers for Mother's Day. Maybe if people have mothers in nursing homes, they should check out first if the nursing homes allow flowers because it was brought in a number of years ago in hospitals. You weren't allowed to send flowers anymore. Um, This may not be the case with all nursing homes, but maybe you need to check in advance because I know of one nursing home that certainly will not allow you to bring flowers in or have flowers delivered. But that nursing home is not here in County Cork, says uh, this texter. Well, what I was talking about, and of course, we've got lots of wonderful mothers and grannies inside in nursing homes as well. When I was talking about getting flowers delivered I was talking about mothers who are self-isolating at home on their own and they won't have the children calling to see them that normally would call to see them and maybe take them out to dinner on Mother's Day. They were the ones I was suggesting at the homes but I'm not forgetting the ones that are in nursing homes as well for sure. Okay and a quick look through some of your 
WhatsApps that are coming in hot and heavy. Let me go. I'll work backwards is probably uh, the best way of doing it. Mary says those pubs who are opened up through the back doors, back doors, they should be fined. Mary said she would go so far as to close all the off licenses down as well. If you close the off licenses down, maybe you'll stop some of those house parties. But if you close the off license down, that would mean you'd have to stop all the sale of alcohol in every single supermarkets because all supermarkets and small and a number of small shops and garages also will sell beers and wines uh, as well. Patricia, everyone should watch the news report coming out of the Italian hospitals that were shown on TV last night. It was quite unbelievable. It was shocking. It was horrific to see all of those patients just struggling to simply survive, to stay alive. Whoever is in a position self-isolate should do so voluntarily. So as a reduction in cases cases would certainly help the Irish health system and it would protect our extremely brave medical staff from becoming overwhelmed and putting their lives at risk to care for others. To continue enjoying life during this crucial time is simply selfish and it is irresponsible. Why are we waiting another week to take the drastic measures that are needed to contain this? Uh, So there's somebody who's saying lock the country down. They've passed the legislation last night in the Dáil. So lock it down and do it now. Don't wait. Don't wait for us to get to the situation that Italy has found itself in. And Anne says, Patricia, as a carer working in the community, we only have gloves. We've always had those gloves, but they haven't given us any sanitizers and they haven't given us any masks. I went out yesterday myself and I paid €20 for six masks in a discount shop. My God. They tell us to wash our hands, but then we can catch a door handle and we can be infected again, said Anne. We need hand sanitizers. 20 euro for six masks in a discount shop that were probably selling those masks for, for one euro fifty before. Yeah, it's unreal. Hi, Patricia, listening to your show this morning regarding people queuing. Uh, maybe everyday language should be used instead of this term of social distancing that we're all using and by telling people to say two metres apart. How about just saying to people, stand apart, keep at least six feet between you. A lot of older people still think in the imperial system and they don't do metric. I keep up the good work. That's a good point. Yeah, just keep away from each other. Keep at least six foot apart. That is certainly a good piece of advice. And on prices going up, Liz says, Patricia, I got a pack of Dettol wipes in a shop today. I paid €7.99 per pack. It's a disgrace that they're allowed charge that amount yeah, that seems very expensive for a pack of Dettol wipes again not going to blame the shop because it might not be the shop's fault it could be what they're buying it in at and then on the leaving cert and people worried about the leaving cert and what's happening with the leaving cert is the leaving cert that important right now with everything else that is going on a lot of people in previous generations would have left school after their group cert There's a whole cohort of people don't know what you're talking about when you say group cert. And they did just as well in the 80s as the young people who will come out with their leaving cert on this year, 2020. Tell them all, go out and have a walk. 1850 103. C103 Jobs. Wanted an Arctic driver with a full clean licence. It's for a bulk milk collection. That's in the North Cork area. Experienced roofers and cladders wanted for immediate starts. That's in the West Cork area. While Country Clean Recycling, they're looking for staff 
to work as part of their wheelie bin collection cruise. And a bicycle mechanic slash sales advisor with experience is wonderful work in Cork City. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. And hi, Patricia. Some of your texts coming in. The flower basket in Clonakilty will remain open today and tomorrow to facilitate our customers. If you want to phone in your order, they will deliver. Stay safe. Well done, well done. You see, I don't know how many of the little independent flower shops are still open you really need to check locally but it's 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 one practical thing that people can do it puts money into the local economy but it's also making sure that the mammies that you can't get to see on Sunday that they haven't been forgotten about and that you're still thinking about them and you'll bring them great joy by having those flowers uh, delivered this is just coming from our traffic department the N72 from Oliver's Cross to Ballylock Cross in Mallow will close from Wednesday the 22nd that's next Wednesday Wednesday the 22nd of March to Monday the 27th of April between 10am and 6pm and it's to facilitate an ESB connection okay so prepare to that N72 from Oliver's Cross to Ballylock Cross closing from next Wednesday practically through the month of April for that ESB uh, connection now some more of your WhatsApps hi Patricia can I put out a call for everyone in our country to commit right now to stand still just for a minute and collectively decide to stop giving this virus what it needs to survive, which is person to person contact. We now need to fight back and attack this virus by physically isolating ourselves. I work in the healthcare provision and we are getting ready for a war. But the great news is we can kill this virus by keeping to ourselves just for a few weeks. It's not going to be forever. And by doing that, we will beat this. Stand up to this virus by just staying apart. Keep safe. And that's from John. Well done, uh, John. That's uh, that's an excellent, excellent uh, text. Just everybody stand apart. Just make that for the right across this weekend because many people have been working from home but those of us that have managed to make it in when we go home this weekend that's going to be the goal wherever you go this weekend if you can just stay at home for the full weekend terrific but if you do have to go out for whatever reason and you know there'll be lots of things the shopping has to be done and all of that and if maybe you're checking up on people it's just to keep that distance keep apart thank you for that uh, John and this is from Michael Oh, this is for the staff at the Mercy Hospital. Remember, we had we had a text in from we had a call in from the staff members of the Mercy Hospital to say that there seems to be a 
I won't say an upping of the game from the traffic wardens, but there just seemed to be a war on the staff at the Mercy Hospital. Or that's how the staff at the Mercy Hospital feel, that they're getting a lot more tickets from the traffic warden and they're just saying to staff warden would you give us a break please we really are under a lot of pressure at the moment Michael is wondering could the staff at the Mercy Hospital or indeed any hospital not put up an official hospital staff on duty badge some kind of card on their screen so that when the traffic warden comes that they will know that this isn't somebody pretending that I work at the hospital I'm going to leave my car here all day but if it's some kind of an official badge maybe that's something that could be looked at a little bit like you know the blue badge for the disabled drivers could staff Staff members get an official one. Now, you'd have to make sure that they're not abused and they're not passing them around to other people when they're not on duty, make some kind of a commitment that they wouldn't do that. But yeah, something has to be done because it just seems very unfair on those staff who are working so very, very hard. Listening with interest. um, Thank you for that, Michael. Oh, this is from Eileen. Eileen's sewing service actually said listening with interest to your piece about the masks and the fact that there isn't enough protective masks and the ones that are becoming available for the general public to buy are very very expensive could these masks be made with material like cotton and some elastic to put it over your ears or does it have to be specialised material I'm in the sewing business and people lots of us will have bits of material in our homes which we don't need anymore. Would that would that work? If if you do a Google search on that, Eileen, I know there was a lot of advice shown how you could make your own face mask with kitchen paper. You know how tough kitchen paper is. One of the reasons we're told not to flush it down the loo, and by putting elastic bands, tying elastic bands onto the side of it, and you could make a, a mask to put over your mouth that they said worked as well. Because remember. Except for the people working in the hospitals who really need to be close by patients who actually have the condition. For everybody else walking around with the mask, unless you have symptoms and you want to stop the spread of the germs and the virus to anybody else, they, they tell us wearing the mask is not going to really protect us in any way. I think some people take comfort from wearing the masks and they think themselves they, they feel better but taking on and off the mask you've got to be very careful but with a cotton one you would, you would assume that you could breathe through it I mean it's just to make sure that nothing goes through it but I don't think they're made from any certain or particular material because certainly the advice was given if you couldn't get one you could make one with kitchen paper you know kitchen roll so yeah it'd be, it'd be worth doing a Google search and see could you make cloth ones and would they work as as well I'll try and do some research on that over the weekend Eileen but uh, thank you it uh, certainly is a good suggestion coming in to us this is on the leaving cert not everybody's happy with the leaving cert Tim says I think the opposite should have been done this is the when they abolished the oral exams yesterday and gave everybody 100% marks so it means somebody going in to sit their Leaving Cert Irish exam they will have 40% of their marks before they even sit down and for music it's 50% of their marks because they've cancelled the practicals Tim says discount the orals and discount the practicals the students who have studied in the languages will be in control of the exam they will have built up a good vocabulary and will be able to express themselves and make their points clearly to the examiner the trips to the Gwaeltacht will not have been a waste nor any trips to the country of another language or Organisation is the key for teachers and students. In first year in UCC, shortly after the time of St. Fimber, I took a subject called logic. Now long gone. 
because I was lazy but I find it enlightening still even after all of these years thank you for that uh, Tim and John says lots of people work very hard in school and may not get a good grade after I feel some people are not geared up for written exams and some are much better and do much better at the practical part of the exams it shows this man is only interested in the higher grades that was I'm assuming you uh, you mean Michael joined us who's a teacher he's only interested in the higher grades not everyone has the same ability by um, by the way the flower shop in McCroom is closed ah says John thank you for that thanks uh, for letting us know I was when I was commenting on people sending flowers I did say that you need to check locally so I don't know how many shops how many flower shops have remained opened or not you just some of them will open hopefully for this weekend and uh, end and be able to make some money to keep them going because this will be a very busy weekend for them. Some of your emails in. Thank you to Father Eugene Baker, parish priest in Butterfield, and thank you, Father Eugene, very kind words about us here at the radio station, and we appreciate that. But he emails to say that the parish of Butterfield and Liscarroll are offering a daily live streamed mass via their Facebook page. Butterfant and Liz Griffin Parish Pastoral Council. Mass is streamed live at 10am weekdays, 6.30pm on Saturday evenings and 11.30am on Sunday. And as the event is shared, they can view the Mass at any time during the day if it doesn't uh, suit. And he's just asked me to give that a mention to parishioners for Butterfant and Liz Griffin. Go to the Butterfant Liz Griffin Parish Pastoral Council because so as Father Eugene says in his email so many people are daily mass goers and they're missing the routine and they're also missing the social interaction that comes with attending and uh, meeting up with other people and uh, hi oh this is good as well this is in by email somebody doesn't want their name called out that's fine yesterday I heard of an interesting story a disabled friend of mine had phoned a major store and it was actually Duns in Clannacilty and I don't mind giving them a mention to see if they were prepare some groceries to be collected by a third party. The store, now as with all of those other big supermarkets they're not in the market to pass advantage onto their opposition Whoever answered the phone at Duns and Clonacilty told my friend that they didn't have systems in place to do this for her but they suggested two other grocery stores nearby that she could contact and they'd be able to help her out. Isn't that terrific? That's, that's, that's everybody pulling together. That really is uh, great. And Grow Community mental health meetings, which are normally held on Monday and Thursday nights in the Duhalla Research Centre in Kenturk. They've been cancelled, obviously, due to COVID-19. And it's been done in the interest of the safety of all. It's a difficult and anxious time for everyone. And while, unfortunately, they will not have group meetings. And again, a little bit like Alcoholic Anonymous that I mentioned earlier, support will be provided by Growth through telephone contact. As events change, they tell us that they'll keep members in, informed and you can go to their website for more information on grow.ie and Noreen who uh, works with Grow in Newmarket is also available um, by telephoning her at 086 172 6004 086-172-6004. Please stay in contact. It's an anxious time for everyone. Everyone needs to stay safe and people who have been relying on Grow community mental health meetings will be feeling very disadvantaged and feeling very lonely and down. So please contact them and look at their website, grow.ie. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie. 
The C103 Cork Diary is a free service to help non-profit organisations all over Cork. So, if you're a community group or a charity that's holding a fundraising event or meeting, send us the details at least one week in advance and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email info at c103.ie. The Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. C103. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Now a swathe of entertainment productions have been cut back are cancelled to help deal with the COVID-19 pandemic and the latest big event to get cancelled this week is the 2020 Eurovision Song Contest. It was due to take place in the Netherlands in May. Our Eurovision correspondent Johnny O'Mahony joins me. Good morning to you Johnny. Good morning Patricia. Uh, Did the announcement come as any surprise to you or were you expecting it? I half expected it to be quite honest. Um, we, you know, there was, there was a lot of speculation, but you know, I think under the circumstances, it was the only op- option that they had was to cancel and uh, reschedule for next year because uh, there's uh, with not knowing who would have it, who wouldn't have it, they could have been, you know, carrying on with only twenty acts as opposed to forty one. So um, I think it was the right decision, and it was probably I think everybody. You know, felt it would happen and hoped it wouldn't. But, uh, it, it, you know, with with everything else being cancelled, there was no choice. Yeah, and when I had you on the programme a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Irish song, and actually when I asked you, were you travelling this year? You you at that stage even said, because of everything, and, and, and we were in no way the same situation we're in today. Yeah. But even then you were getting a bit thinking, oh, I don't know if this is going to go ahead. Yeah, and, um, you know, there, there, there was no... There was no... Um, choice to be made really I mean with I, I think at that time I said to you there was a problem with the the EBU delegation now uh, travelling to Rotterdam for the head of the delegation meeting that that was being done um via video conferencing because some few of them had the virus and couldn't travel and uh, that that was still that risk was still there for lots of people and um you know it was going to be done if the, the speculation was that it would be done without an audience and even then it wasn't you know it, there was too much at stake to lose would it. would that would would that have been possible would i mean did they seriously look at that as an option do you believe I'd say in the early days it was probably considered that you know they weren't going to be able to have a, a the full audience there, so I'd say it was considered, but I heard different things over the last few weeks, and um you know it you know, it was, it, it wouldn't have worked, I think. Would it you not, know, it would yeah. Have, you know, it, 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 the intentions were good, but one of the main um, issues that they would need, and every year as regards getting a winner on, on the final night, is to um, decide a host country for the following year. So, I mean, even if people are saying, oh, they could have delayed it till October or reschedule. Yeah. And a lot of these people have, there's a lot of schedules and, you know, it's, it, it's impossible to, to do that and delay it for, you know, later in the year. But even if it was done in October to uh, get the whole country for next year up and running in a space of five or six months wouldn't have been possible. So I think, and that's when they when they came up with the statement, I, I thought that what they might do was, you know, just transfer everything, songs and all, to 2021. But I wasn't surprised when I heard that Rotterdam would be the host city. Because literally, literally from the, the night a country wins, yeah, they, they almost get into production, don't they? Get ready for the following year. Yeah, David, when the, the, usually the head of delegation tends to kind of be the um, 
executive producer for the fight. It, it, it has happened like that in the past. And as soon as they get back to their, you know, their their own, uh, the the winning country, or where, where, wherever they've come from, wherever they've won, they will go back and it, it's full steam ahead, starting to get a team together. And, you know, um, from from that then, every, it, it branches out and, you know, the whole cities are, you know, submitting their uh, tenders to, to host. And um, it's just, it, it goes like that. But it's, it's a full 12 months almost. To prepare, and uh, people just think, "Oh, this is a three-hour show or four-hour show." It's a lot it's more. It's 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 a it's a year in the a year in the making, and a lot, lots of all these, you know, it's like any sporting event. They don't happen overnight. There's a lot of planning goes into it, and um, that was the case. So I, I'm happy for Rotterdam because I mean, Netherlands they haven't hosted in a long time, and uh, you know they were. It was a very you know kind of good production. I think that would have come from there. So they, I mean, they'd be doing it. All right, but not in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. But in so they'll just do. You, what's your instinct? They'll put everything on hold, and it'll all just kick back in again next year. I, I think, yeah, I, I can't see them changing things drastically because, I mean, they've the work that has gone into you know set design and what have you for for this May, and to just scrap that and start again with a new production, I think would be kind of wouldn't make any sense. Really, it doesn't make any sense. But um, there's talk that um, like the statement was that more than likely all the uh, 41 acts would have an option to perform. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Now, Sweden have said no, that like their group, uh, the mamas that were singing for Sweden, that they won't have a, a free pass into the final. So um, I think there's going to be a lot. Estonia have said their singer will. So it's going to be each individual country. I mean, I, I did say Sweden, they have big competition. Like they're not going to scrap that competition to put you know, somebody that didn't get through this year in, in again. So it, there's going to be a lot of controversy, I think. From and a lot, the, of very, a lot of very disappointed acts. Very much so. I mean, it, 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 it's a big opportunity and to, you know, to have that in, in your hand and then have it grasped away a month beforehand. It's disappointing and, you know, there's, it, it's out of everybody's control and, um, you know, not, not much can can be done about it. Okay, Alistair it's, it's, wants to know why can't the songs that were entered for this year, why can't you just hold those and have the contest next May with the songs that were selected this year? The whole, the, the rules of the comp. there's pages and pages of rules for the competition and um, one of the rules is that the song, it, it, uh, any song entered cannot be played publicly before, I think it's at the 18th of October, I might have that wrong now, but there's the, you, it can't be broadcast live anywhere before um, it's entered for Eurovision because they say a song was was uh, played and it had been in the charts that somebody heard it. It gives an unfair advantage. Now, the fact that these 41 songs would all have been heard, to get, like they would all be on an equal playing field, I think it would be, it, it, it should be allowed that they can all enter. But it the rules are there and I, I think it's just going to, they, every host broadcaster is going to have their, or every um, participant is going to have their complaints and their, their pluses and minuses for going back with the same act and the same song. So I think that's where the um, the problem lies, that um, even yeah. though they, they made a statement during the week, I think that will change um, between now and May 2021. Okay, so, so so the wonderful song that I thought for Iceland was going to win is gone. 
Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that, that, and there's other countries saying like, oh, thank God we have an opportunity now to put in a better entry. For, <laughs> you and know, had and, had every country chosen their song? Yeah, they had all chosen by, yeah. um, by yeah, the, the last one was Russia, and Russia actually had a, had a very um, upbeat song, you know, it, people said like, this is another winner. You know, another... Was it? Did you think it was? It was, yeah. It, it was good. It, it, it would have depended on how it was presented on the night, but the video of it is very good. And uh, it would have been, um, you know, it, it, it would have had an instant reaction, an instant um, kind of... Uh, it would have been up there definitely in the, in the running. Well, but it's gone. It's gone it's now. Gone. It's and gone. That, it's and, gone. And, and, and as far as it's disappointing for all the acts in fairness, you know, it's, it's a big, big um, thing for anybody's career. And uh, to just have it swiped away again like that is, you know, but through nobody's fault. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and of course, people. like thousands upon thousands of people would have travelled. That, that's Lots one of, of, people, that's one of the mean, main I reasons. I know many people that have flights and tickets and accommodation. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I, I had thought, I'm like, if I was going to go, it was going to be Thursday to Sunday, just a, a short. The weekend, trip. yeah. But yeah, but I had nothing sorted yet, and um, to that to that end, I'm lucky. But I know if I had planned, I'd be disappointed. But yeah. I know there are some people; it was their first time or second time, yes. and it was a big, big thing. So it's disappointing. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. Okay, um, what what happens to this year's songs? John wants to know. They can just release them as as, as tracks, yeah, can't they? Yeah, yeah. But the, the CD, the Eurovision CD compilation, was due to be out in the middle of April, I think, um, <laughs> and it's not known yet whether that's going to happen or not. Uh, because, you know, people say no with rights and whatever, if, if that changes, if if, thing, if if everything hadn't been signed off beforehand. But th- there's talk that, you know, there's a lot of talk online that people are trying to get um, a, a video competition together that it, it'll be an open vote for, you know, an online vote to see which song would have won. But it's not the same going by videos than the live performance or whatever, you know. So um, that remains to be seen if anything will happen between this and then. But, like, every year there was, like, Amsterdam and Madrid and London, there were always Eurovision parties where a lot of the performing artists would turn up and sing their song or whatever. All those things are cancelled as well, all these promo events. So, I mean, oh. a lot of people, you know, there's there's a lot of people that used to go to all those things and then go to Eurovision. So it's, a, it's across the board. It's But, listen... If once people are alive and well, that's, that's, that's true. Main thing, that's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. But you are yeah. right. It is a lot. It is a lot more than a three-hour event that we see yeah. on, on on a Saturday night. And and by the way, I, um, I have to say to you, we'd need Kavanagh in with this last week. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming the gig that she'd come in to promote is going to have to be cancelled now. But yeah. um, but uh, she she wants to send you her best wishes because we were we were we needless to say we're talking about Eurovision with her oh. and we mentioned you and she said she knows you well so she was. Well, she's got. Go. She's a lovely, lovely woman, isn't she's she? Fabulous, absolutely. So, the you could ever meet. And her face just lights up when she talks about Mill Street and the yeah. win. It just lights up. It's incredible. It was a huge. I mean, we met Neil for the first time in in the point in Dublin when she won the the national song contest, and then in, in Mill Street. And she was just such a great ambassador and down to earth and grounded. And fantastic. She's, you know, and over the years we've met her and, you know, she, she, she's great and uh, a great ambassador. And she was doing stuff in Rotterdam as well for the for the Eurovision. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big, um, you know, there's lots of people disappointed yeah. and lots of people will let down. But. OK, but we'll onwards and upwards and we'll be back and it'll be back bigger and better than next bigger year. And this time next year, next year, 
we'll look back and say, God, will you ever, well, we'll never forget we'll last year. Yeah. It'll all be behind us. It'll look like this, this too will pass. Uh, and keep, keep well, everybody. And you too, Johnny, you too. Mind Thanks yourself. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. 1850 The wonderful Johnny O'Mahony, our resident Eurovision Song Contest uh, correspondent. Now, i uh, got to take a break. We have news at 12 midday on the way. A lot of commentary again, a lot of emails coming into the programme. We'll go through them all and we'll bring as many of them to you as we can in the next hour. And we will also uh, talk movies with Mark Malone. A lot of people are home and watching movies online and Netflix etc. So we're going to get, get some suggestions in from Mark on our movie review slot. And I'm also an, under pin under John Paul coming in and hit me with a stick I have to make time for this we've decided because with all the doom and gloom that's going on at the moment and everybody's so worried and whatever where for the foreseeable future while the crisis continues we're going to try and introduce a little bit of comedy onto the programme particularly on a Friday and he's, he's downloaded a wonderful track from the one and only and the legendary Brendan Grace and I promise I promise I'll shut up at some stage and make time to play it so we're going to do that in the next hour let's take a break though and head to the newsroom Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow call and collect or get 7 day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie Make C103 part of your drive home with up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7. On C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. We had been mentioning that there some pubs have decided because they've been asked not to open, but some pubs are uh, opening, and it has emerged that more than thirty pubs were expected were inspected by Gardaí uh, in West Cork last night. It was to ensure that they were complying with the government's request to remain closed during the COVID-19 outbreak. One of the pubs was found to be open with the number of customers present. All other premises were closed. Well done to the 29 of the 30 and shame on the one that was had remained opened and found uh, customers uh, in. It's just when are people going to cop on? I mean, this isn't the government saying we don't want people to have fun. It's only for a few weeks. The pubs will reopen again. All of our lives will return to normal. But you see, the key is we want all of our lives to return to normal. If we have people acting the Egypt and if we have people being irresponsible and reckless, then all of us won't survive COVID-19. We'll come out at the end of it with many, many people having lost their lives. So please, would people just wake up and smell the roses and realise what is going on here? This is not a conspiracy theory. Now, somebody said uh, earlier in, in a text that we got in, download any of the news stories from last night and watch what is happening in Italy. Watch those army trucks driving out of a town in Italy because the town, that town in Italy cannot bury their dead. They cannot bring their dead to the crematorium because the crematorium is working 24-7 and they are swamped. And so many people had died in that one little town that the army had to go in truck after truck after truck filled with coffins, filled with the bodies of loved ones to take them to other parts of Italy to bring them to crematoriums to have them cremated because they can't store any more of the bodies. 
that's going to be our reality. It will be like, did I hear Simon, Simon Coveney saying, or Simon, I think it was Simon Coveney saying in the news, it'll be like we're living in a movie. And that's what it looked like when I watched that scene on the news last night. I said, my God, it's like some kind of a horror, horror movie, one of those uh, uh, apocalyptic movies. And it's not a movie, it is reality. And if we don't cop on, that's, they are the scenes and the images we are going to be seeing in this country. So to those guys and gals or wherever they were, they went to the pub in West Cork last night, hang your head in shame. Ah, so, I get so infuriated by it. We can fight this, but we've all got to do it together. Everyone has a role to play. So just cop on everyone. Just keep away from people. That's all we're asking. And it's not going to be forever. This Two will pass and life will return to normal. And then you can go back into any pub that you want to and you can drink your brains away. But for now, would you just stay at home? And breathe, she says. OK, uh, heads up. This is um, from Irene on Twitter at C103. Uh, my mother received a scam phone call this morning. And this is another annoying thing that's still going on, telling her that her inter- internet connection was going to be cut off. Elderly people are vulnerable at the moment and they don't need the, the additional anxiety. But uh, thank you, Eileen, for the heads up. Uh, unfortunately, those scam artists, they're the scum of the earth and they're not going to go away. They're, they're going to, they're, they will prey on people during this crisis so just keep talking to your elderly people and of course now because so many people are are self-isolating the only contact they have is the outside world so they get all excited when the phone rings but speak to your older family members and warn them warn them to just be really really uh, careful John in Donnerail says 99% of people are doing everything in their power to try to prevent the spread of uh, COVID-19 yeah John except those aegis that went to the pub last night in West Cork I've got to get out of my head Um, I was in Dunn's this morning says John the doing a great job there but some people they've been handed gloves some people are removing the gloves that they'll be given in the supermarket and then leaving them in the trolleys could people just when you take off the gloves will you dispose of them responsibly just in case that you have you have COVID-19 you're still going around with it and you don't have any of the symptoms you don't want to pass it on to somebody else so dispose of the gloves yourself please and in the midst of all that madness that is going on and stupidity and recklessness there are just some wonderful acts of kindness thanks to Jake's restaurant in Bandon says one caller who produced a lot of scones yesterday and gave them to the residents of Avenue Grove in Bandon isn't that lovely There's, and we're hearing of that of people who have too much food uh, and they're passing it on and rather than let it go to waste and what the fishermen are doing in West Cork tomorrow God help those fishermen because they they won't be out fishing for another while yet so their income is gone and they're giving fish tomorrow down in West Cork that's just such a wonderful thing but they want older people to get first dibs at that so please bear that in mind if you are one of those people that will be heading out to take that fish from the um, from the fishermen tomorrow. Betty says my granddaughter spent a lot of money with, oh that's on the, I'll, I'll leave that for a sec Betty because I'm just, the, the leaving cert seems so silly now people complaining that the, lead, that the orals are getting the, the extra marks. Um, I want to get to some other issues that are on at the moment. Um, oh a number of people have been on about, you know when someone was asking about caravan parks and their caravan parks o- o- opened or closed and somebody's worried because they live beside a caravan park and they're fearful with Easter just around the corner. Traditionally Easter is the start of the 
holiday season and certainly for the caravan parks and camping sites and she's just afraid of will a lot of people descend on her area and could they bring the virus with them uh, etc and I was saying I wonder how many caravan parks will realistically open for, for Easter uh, Bridget in Mallow says um, she's heard that the caravan parks are opening on the 3rd of April some of them are some of them are because I've heard of other ones Bridget that are not so if you are one of those who was planning on going you need to check because I'm, I'm certainly not hearing that all of them I have some whatsapps that I'll get to of people saying caravan parks that have closed Helen and Mornabi said that they're still, des- still delivering home heating oil I've seen a number of home heating oil delivery trucks out and about so yes I've heard absolutely nothing to say I mean even if we go into lockdown services will st- shops will still remain open post offices will remain open banks will remain open they may have limited opening hours now if we go to a full lockdown but things like that that would be deemed an essential service you need to get home heating all to people so business will continue if we go to full lockdown but just we will be doing business we're already doing business in a very different way at the moment to what we've ever done before so yes I can see absolutely no reason why home heating oil would stop being delivered but certainly it has been delivered at the moment and just on the Sky uh, Sports because somebody had said to us the Sky Sports are pausing subscriptions and you just need to go on to your own Sky Sports and have your username and your your password. Sky Sports customers will be able to pause their subscriptions during the current coronavirus enforced live sports blackout while pubs and other businesses will not be charged for their subscriptions until a live sports schedule returns and that's been confirmed by Sky Ireland. Thank you because we wanted to get that uh, confirmed so if you are a Sky Sports customer you can pause your subscription. And here's Ger. Thank you, Ger Nahada, for this because it was something that I said I must mention on the programme today. But again, so much comes in. I only get around to half the stuff that I really want to mention. Ger says if parents are sitting at home wondering what to do with their children, and lots of parents are trying to do a little bit of schoolwork, a little bit of homeschooling, trying to keep the children busy. The really responsible parents are doing their best at keeping their children in and not leaving them outside. Ger has a suggestion for you. Why not show them? Go out and buy yourself a copy of the Irish Examiner. There's a supplement with the Irish Examiner today and it is the Cork Examiner from this day 100 years ago uh, highlighting the and very much talking about the death of uh, Thomas McCartan. It's living history in a newspaper. It is fantastic. Now this morning I've put it aside to bring it home. It's going to be one of the things I plan to do as my treat time over the weekend. I'm going to try and have a full day over the weekend where I don't go near social media just to have a COVID-19 free day as much as I can because your head can be just frazzled and I really I love doing what, what I do but I have to say I'm coming to the end of this week with my head slightly frazzled I just think I need a bit of a complete downtime just get away from it all and that's going to be one of my treats over the weekend is that free supplement that's with the Irish Examiner today it's wonderful and congratulations to the guys in the Irish Examiner and all of the newspapers the Echo are, are, are doing producing newspapers every day I mean they really are working flat out the Irish Examiner the other day for the first time ever was completely produced with all of the journalists working from home working remotely it was incredible what they're doing the Irish Independent um, the the Times the Irish Times they're just all producing the tabloids it's fantastic that newspapers are still being uh, produced and it's a difficult time for all journalists to keep 
the content going and to keep putting out those papers. So, so our thanks to all of the print journalists here. You're doing the most amazing work. So uh, well done to each and every one of you. Mary was in a supermarket. She says social distancing is not going on. People need to behave a little bit and start to do more social distancing. And thank you to people who have given me lots of tips for Eileen, wasn't it? Who wanted to know Eileen is a dressmaker. She's wanting to know with the fact that you can't get the face masks at the moment or if you can get them, they're so desperately expensive. And she's wondering, could you make them could we make them ourselves? And she's in the dressmaking business, so she'd have bits of material around. But she said, lots of us have material, bits of material and scraps of material or, you know, if some item that isn't good enough to be donated to the charity shop. Could it be cut up? Could it be made into masks? Lots of people are telling me that if you go online on YouTube and if you Google it, you can make masks. There's lots of masks can be made out of uh, cotton. And Iris says, Patricia, I made my own mask last night with cotton, thread and elastic. You can look for masks on Facebook under Art... Kala for you A-R-T-K-A-L-A the number four and you uh, I enjoyed making it good luck with the craft you're doing a great job um, thanks Iris it gives you something to do as well doesn't it and a lot of other people said if you google cloth face masks it'll come up or you know homemade face masks it'll come up and people are saying absolutely it's fine to make it and it does exactly what it's you know it, it'll if you feel there are some people very vulnerable to picking up dessert germs and terrified of the virus and who want to wear a mask uh, when they go out so it's by making one yourself it's going to do the very same job as the one that you would buy the disposable ones that you would throw away I'm assuming you need to keep washing them and all of that and just finally on this uh, bunch um couple more texts. Morning, my husband is a patient in CUH. He's been very unwell and his immune system is at an all-time low. When a person is admitted with coronavirus, are they put into isolation or are they put onto a general ward? Hopefully they aren't in contact with the general patients. Thanks, our health workers are doing great work and that's just signed anonymous. No, listen, if somebody is admitted to hospital with coronavirus, and remember it's a very small proportion of people end up in hospital of all the numbers when we're calling them out of people who have are confirmed positive for COVID-19 the majority of them are going home self-isolating and they're being looked after at home and they take their Panadol and they go to bed some of them end up with just flu-like symptoms some can be can feel quite unwell lots of people it's just a very mild you know mild symptoms is all that they get but they stay at home and they self-isolate and they do all of that and then there's a small proportion of people who become very very unwell and must go into hospital and all of them are put into isolation so your husband is not at any risk of being in a general ward and that you're worried that the patient beside them has been admitted with COVID-19 that I tell you will not not happen and John in Butterfield when somebody rang saying they're a bit worried because they need to go on a train and what our Irish rail doing about keeping the clean, trains clean and social distancing and all of that John in Butterfield said Patricia Irish rail stated on the 14th of March last that they are regularly cleaning the train carriages well I travelled from Cork to Mallow on the half one train yesterday and there were people cleaning the carriages, wiping the backs of seats and the little tables. But I have to say they were using dirty cloths. I know they were dirty as I observed them from one end of the carriage to the other. And not once do they rinse the cloths or even use an antibacterial spray. It was to me very worrying to see this, especially when the company concerned had made a statement to the contrary. And that's from John from Butterfield. We are getting on to Irish Rail to find out what is going on and to see if what kind of cleaning that they have put in place. And if they could just maybe speak to the people that are cleaning the trains and get them just to 
to clean out the cloths and to make sure that whoever's cleaning the trains that they have some kind of antibacterial spray. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. And as always, it's cancellations, the music of the night concert in aid of Enable Ireland for Christchurch in Formoy for tonight is off. No dancing going on in Kilbehany Centre tonight. Fundraiser for the air ambulance that was meant to be held in the River Island in Castle Island. That's off Laharan Heritage Centre. Their Irish night is cancelled and the Whist Drive in Lisavard cancelled for tonight as well. And then tomorrow, the brunch-style event for Enable Ireland due to be held in the Metropole Hotel has been cancelled and bingo at Old Chapel Rooms in Kilfinnan also cancelled for tomorrow night. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel & Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln-dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie Never felt so good. C103, the River Lee and the Echo bring you the Cork City Sports Athletics Award. Every month, a panel of sporting experts will give recognition to an outstanding Cork athlete. This month's award goes to Dara McElhinney from Bantry AC. Dara set a new national 5,000 metre junior record in Belgium and won bronze at the European Junior Championships in Sweden. The Cork City Sports Athletics Award with the River Lee, the Echo, and C103. Some of your watch. WhatsApps uh, in Hi Patricia. Stark warning to our younger people in which a third of the cases in Ireland are between the ages of 15 to 34. They are very they have a very high risk of spreading it to their immediate family members. I've been informed that service stations petrol stations are also highly dangerous so make sure you have a glove or a paper towel when filling up your car. Social distancing has to be ever so much to the front of people's minds. The good news is that Ireland will be the first country after after Italy to get medical supplies from China. Another positive note is that air pollution has dropped dramatically since all of this began. Is this the answer to the dreaded climate change? It's about one of the pluses, Michael, that has come out from this is that air pollution is down, particularly over countries like China and uh, Italy, and that'll be reflected right around the world for sure. A West Cork listener, in light of the current crisis, thinking about the number of people who have been out and about at pubs, clubs and restaurants and the money they would have spent if we didn't have this shutdown. I was wondering if people would consider perhaps donating €10 Euro or €20 Euro to two very worthy or needy, needy causes that people in rural areas may need in these uncertain times. The Air Ambulance is a vital service to West Cork and South Kerry areas such as CUH, because CUH is a long way away, and Pieta House at this time of fear and uncertainty. It'll put a lot of pressure on people's mental health and well-being. Thank you in advance. And that's from a West Cork listener. That's good, yeah. If you usually go out on the weekend and you ha- you're not out this week, you haven't been out, uh, yeah, and you, you, were, you probably weren't out, you weren't out in St. Patrick's Day and you might have normally gone out in St. Patrick's Day, would you consider some of the money that you saved donating it? Could we all donate it to charity? And thank you to uh, Nicola. Nicola made her own mask. She sent me a picture of it. You look very stylish in your mask, uh, Nicola. And she said she was out shopping last night at about eight o'clock in Tesco. And she said there was very few people around, and so there's plenty of scope for socialise to, to social distance yourself. She said it was just the poor lady at the checkout people seemed to be on top of. And she made her mask from pieces of cotton, a layer of felt on the inside 
right. She also bought bamboo nappy liners to use as a filter. They can be disposed of. Now she's got a medical issue and she suffers with asthma so she needs to be extra vigilant. She said, I did get some strange looks while I was shopping. Don't worry about it. I think it looks very stylish. And she said, by the way, she noticed when she was out shopping, plenty of the essentials left. Maybe not as much choice as usual, but she said that surely is the least of our worries. Stay safe, Nicola, and thank you for sharing that uh, with us. Eileen says, on TV the other night, everybody in Hong Kong wears a mask and they have virtually no incidence of COVID-19. The Chinese and the Asian Asian people always have been into wearing masks and a lot of them do it not just to protect themselves, but they also do it to protect others for fear that they have something that they might spread to other people. And Mary said, Patricia, with regards to caravan parks and whether they're closing or not, saw a post online where Fleming's Whitebridge Caravan and Camping Park, not sure where that is, they're closed for the moment, yeah. And I think, and there's, there's others saying the same thing. Con from Togaboge, uh, Eco Camping in Mushra, they... Thanks, um, Khan says we're closed and will be until all of this is over. Yeah, thank you. And I think a lot of them are. I can't see any of the caravan parks opening at all. Hi, Patricia. I was in Drimalik Post Office this morning. One person in the shop at a time. Lots of sanitizers on display for customer safety. All provided by the postmistress, by the way, not by on post. So uh, thank you and well done um, to the postmistresses and the post offices. They are playing a blinder as well. Francis says, Patricia, name and shame that public house that opened in West Cork. It's a disgrace. Mind yourself. I don't think we don't have the name. No, John Paul says we don't have the name. So I don't think they are naming and shaming shaming. I think they're just highlighting it. But in fairness, they went to 30 pubs. And only one, they only found one that was opened. Janice says, Patricia, did you find out if the, your voucher for Aer Lingus has a time limit on it? Um, I did look and know it doesn't state if there's a time limit and I won't find out if, unless I go for that voucher option. And I'm still holding out. I'm still slow to go for the voucher option because, of course, if the flight gets cancelled then we will be entitled to a refund. So I'm kind of thinking, will I hold out and go for that? Um, but no, there was there was nothing on it to state if uh, that I'd have to use it. My fear is that I'd go for it and then I'd have to use it within three months or something. <laughs> and it would be of no uh, use to me um, uh, then. So I'm, I'm going to wait and uh, just see. I'll keep you posted though, Janet, if anything else breaks on that. Somebody says, just on your piece on making cloth masks, it's important that people realise that these masks will not provide adequate filtration to stop you breathing in aerosol virus droplets. That's if somebody sneezed though in front of you, isn't it? Also, the DIY masks don't provide adequate filtration. The only advantage though to those homemade masks and the, even the disposable masks is that it encourages you not to touch your face with potentially contaminated hands and that's the big lesson all of us have to learn is the hand washing of the hands and stopping ourselves touching our faces faces because we do it so much. <laughs> this made me smile. And says, my family used to laugh at me whenever I bought in those Dettol wipes at half price. Every time I saw them at half price, I'd buy them in. And uh, They're not laughing at me now, are they, Suzanne, when I have a load of them in? Yeah, that's a bit like me on the, the bog off, the buy one, get one free. I can never pass a buy one, get one free, particularly on those kind of products because they don't go off, you know, your any kind of your the aerosols or your bleaches or your 
washing up liquid or your deo- your detergent deodorant. I also have loads of those in because I literally cannot pass a bog off or a half price. So, and I'm with you and well done. She has a load of the Dettol wipes to keep her going, particularly when we heard that they've gone up. Somebody bought one today and they paid seven ninety nine for it, which is crazy. OK, as promised, to try and lighten the mood a little bit and we're going to, for the duration of this crisis and this emergency and these strange times that we live on, we can all do with a little bit of humour. So we're going to leave it to John Paul to select the humour every week and he's selected today a little piece from us from Brendan Grace. So enjoy this. There's a great friend of mine, Eddie, and Eddie, you know, talks in his sleep and God knows there's none of us perfect, you know. I mean, we all do something. But isn't he always talking in his sleep and one night he's in the bed and he wakes up and he's kind of going, Ooh. Ooh, I love you. Mm. And the wife wakes up and she's delighted with it. She thinks her prayers is answered. And she sneaks out of the bed and she goes into the bathroom and puts on the 4711. Puts on all the silk gear. She gets back into the bed and he's going, Ooh, I love you. And she's going, Ooh. And he goes, Ooh, Susanna, I love you, Susanna. But she's like a devil. Because that wasn't her name at all. And he's going, Susanna, I love you. Well, she is like a devil. The following morning, he comes down for the breakfast and she gives him the breakfast from about 20 yards. Up, yeah, oh, yes. Yep. And she lashes the breakfast across the table. There's eggs and rashers stuck to his head and everything. She so what's this for? Says, I'll tell you what it's for. This is for Susanna. You big donkey, you. Susanna. Now, who is this Susanna. So what do you mean, Susanna? He said, I don't know who you're talking about. She says, Susanna, all night long, all I can hear. <laughs> Susanna, mm. I love you, Susanna. Oh, <laughs> see Jim. It's a horse. You know, that's a horse, he says, running in Punches Town in a few weeks' time, and I have to put my money on it. Susanna is the name of the horse. Well, he gets away with it. He goes off to work that morning. And he comes home that evening at half five and every suitcase he ever owned is out in the front garden. All his suits, his cases, everything, the door is locked and he comes up to the door and he says, says he, for God's sake, woman, he says, what are you doing to me here? He says, what happened? She says, while you were out, your horse rang. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, we can all do with that. And we're, as I say, we're going to try and see if we can do a little piece every week. We're trying to remember we all can do with a laugh at the moment. Actually, somebody else is saying that they on TV wouldn't it be great if they came if they put on more of the old movies was suggested earlier on in the week and they put on more comedy somebody says RT you're just showing the same old rubbish the whole time it's a pity that they won't change that and uh, do something about that instead and put on some some nice movies maybe they will maybe they will as, as this if this goes on um we may see um, more. They may see change. We might see some changes to their schedule. You, you never know. Okay, just uh, can I go to a few more calls that have come in? Mary Dumanway says, "I hope all those punters that were found in that pub last night in West Cork get a heavy fine. It's disgusting. We're in a crisis. Everyone's pulling together, and then you have people like that 
Margaret and Domanway on a good gesture and keep your good gestures coming in you know people are doing acts of kindness are going above and beyond it's always great to see that as well I just went to the post office for my pension and the post office is within the gala supermarket and they're giving away a little packet of veg and a packet of fruit to all the old age pensioners uh, well done it's great it's just a, it's a little gesture but it's a nice gesture and so so much appreciated by Margaret in Domamway and imagine the others as well that's lovely thank you for that and Finbar in Bandon says I have a son living in England and he got a message from a friend who lives in a hospital and how the virus is also spreading at the petrol and diesel pumps uh, people filling up um, holding the pumps yeah um, just clean it just keep it clean gloves somebody else had suggested that as well if you have bring gloves with you or it's when you're out I know for example in my garage if I go and I fill up with petrol when I go in to pay they have hand sanitizers as you walk in with clear big signs saying please sanitize your hands so you know if you're the petrol pumps will be the very same as the trolley in the supermarket it's just somebody's hand is going to be have been on it before yours it's not that they're going to be more contaminated than anybody else's anyone we're just assuming that people are not washing their hands enough are people if they're sneezing or sneezing into their hand that's why sneezing into your elbow is so important as well so but if you go anywhere like that for us all to protect ourselves keep some hand sanitizer with you in the car in case you're in a shop or an area that doesn't have hand sanitizers and the whole thing the one big thing to remember and we keep saying this is to keep your hands away from your face because if you go somewhere anywhere be it a door handle be it at the petrol station, be it at the supermarket when you take out a trolley, anywhere at all that you are. And if someone has arrived with COVID-19 and they sneezed or they coughed and the virus landed on a surface and then you put your hand on it, okay, you have COVID-19 on your hand, but it remains on your hand. It doesn't get into your system. You're not going to get the COVID-19 until you put that hand with the virus on it either up to your face or it goes into your mouth, up your nose or in your eyes. So if we just keep the hand washing going and be very conscious of not putting our hands anywhere near our faces unless we are certain that our hand is absolutely scrupulously clean. And if we all do that, we'll all manage to get by and we'll all survive and we'll all get through this and we'll protect ourselves and we'll also protect those uh, living nearby. And a lovely suggestion came in from a listener. Thank you for this, Julie, to say, Hi Patricia, I went out for a walk and seeing all the plastic on the beach and the hedgerows, I said, I'll bring a bag with me and gloves the next time I go and I'll pick up a few bits of the plastic. It's a healthy and an easy way to keep a two metre two meter distance away from people because you're out on a beach and it would be also great if more people could do it. The benefits of the environment and to our mental health will be well worth the effort. Yeah, I know there's lots and lots of people actually going down and walking on the be- beaches and it's it's fantastic because if you get into Donny is an one of my favourite beaches wouldn't I love to be near in Chidani this weekend uh, but it's got that lovely wide open beach and you can go there and you can go have your walk and you can you know keep away from people keep your distance keep that metre apart and if as Judy suggests bring the old plastic bag with you there and pick up if you come across any plastic or anything and just and just uh, bring it home and dump it okay and a number of people very annoyed about that piece on the news about the pub that opened last night 
somewhere in West Cork we don't know where and people are saying name and shame I can't name and shame because I, I don't know I don't know the name of it John and Clonakilty says that the licence should be taken away from that publican uh, Patricia that's from John uh, Patricia the pub that opened last night should be named never support it again shame the owner and also name the customers that were in the pub someone else says name and shame revoke their licence Patricia as regards pubs opening name and shame them a one thousand euro fine hit them in the pocket it's easier than getting through to their brains stay safe says uh, Mariam um, and I believe you mentioned a pub earlier that opened uh, during the I believe you mentioned a pub earlier it was one that opened during the week I heard earlier that the Gardaí were there yesterday evening and the proprietor's wife um no, no, that's too much detail. We, I, I have no idea of knowing that. Okay, I'm not even getting into that detail. I'm, I'm not in any way trying to name and shame because I, I don't know. And somebody is saying, will the person be fined? I don't know because when, when we closed the pubs, the government asked the publicans to close down and 99% of them did close, close their doors. But the new legislation that got passed by the government, that can force, as far as I know, and we're going to get further clarification on what that legislation means, but we won't be getting to that until uh, Monday. But I don't know about fining because it would just... Everything the government has been asking us to do so far, it's all voluntarily, like people being told to work from home. Okay, they... They closed the schools, but that was a department decision. But everything else, they've been just asking people to do it, like the social distancing and businesses closing. They're being done on a voluntary basis. And it's the same with the pubs. They asked them to close and they did. Now, whether they'll have to go further and force people and start finding people, shameful if they have to do that. But if they have to do it, uh, they will do it. And at one, just one other thing, and we're, we're just to give you the heads up because we're going to get to it on Monday because somebody had texted in earlier and I know this is a concern for a number of people who are struggling at the moment, businesses, etc. Somebody was on about the credit union because we've heard that the banks are putting a moratorium on people for mortgages. Somebody is worried. Alan, has a business loan says, what about the credit unions who are a big lending agency in this country? I have two big business loans with them. Now I'm going into my local credit union to talk to them. But do we know what's happening with the credit union business loans? Mortgages have been pushed out for people. But what about business loans? There'll be many people in tourism who are simply not working at the moment. Well, Alan, we've got somebody from the credit union joining us on Monday, but you're doing exactly the right thing. And for anyone in business, Business who's been forced to close, go talk to your lenders, go talk to your utility people, explain to people. I think because everyone's in this boat together and in this crisis together, people are going to understand. But just to let people know, people who are worried, uh, who are temporarily out of work, we will have somebody on from the Credit Union hopefully be able to answer any questions that you may have and we will do that on uh, Monday. 1850 John Paul taking your calls. Let's take a break and we're back to- talking with Mark Malone, our movie reviewer. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Cork Today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 103 103. And we are going to leave COVID-19 aside and uh, focus on movies because it is uh, Friday and Mark Malone, our movie reviewer. I've just looked at the term. We don't. My apologies, Mark. We won't have a lot of time for this, but uh, good afternoon to you. Hi, Patricia. And you're, you're welcome to the programme. OK, the, the cinemas, firstly, they are, cinemas 
are remaining open and they're doing this social distancing in that they're not allowing people to sit beside each other? As far as I'm aware, none of them are open. Um, I could be wrong, but I know the, the ones that I normally go to have decided to close. Oh, they're closed. closed, I think, till the end of March anyway. Oh, are they? Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Because I know at the start of it, they were doing the social distancing. So yeah. obviously they've all closed down. Okay. Um, but you still have, you the you've got a move, but you, did you go to see this before or is this on... No, this is on Netflix. Oh, this is Netflix. Uh, My apologies. Sorry. This is yeah. Netflix. Okay, this is Spencer Confidential. Yeah. Uh, t- I'm just going to play a little trailer from it. Oh, yeah, you are. Okay. You're supposed to be his mentor. Create an atmosphere of responsible thought and action. Instead, you got two grown men running around playing Batman. We're not playing Batman, okay? This is Batman business all the way. Got you and Big Boy over here running through Boston all robbing up. I am not Robin. And Alfred over here... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, oh, Jesus. You are an enabling, Alfred. You gave him the keys to the Batmobile. The river's not the Batmobile. Well, it serves the same purpose. Okay, what have we got going on here? This is an action comedy, but it's also crime. We've got a lot of Boston accents, that's for sure. I yeah. just heard there. We'd pack a car and have a yard. <laughs> kind of accents. Which I love the Boston accent. It's just one of the best, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, he's from there. Mark Wahlberg is from Boston, so he tends to you know, um, centre a lot of his movies there. Um, yeah, this is... Do you remember a, a TV series back in the 90s called uh, Spencer for Hire? I do indeed. With Robert Urich. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a series I really liked, but this is kind of based on those kind of stories. Okay. And uh, in the original film, if you remember, Spencer, whenever he got into trouble, he always had a friend called Hawk yeah. who used to uh, appear in this lovely suit and his big gun and kind of save him. Um, but we don't really have that kind of same dynamic here, which is I think is a bit of a shame. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. Uh, it's, uh, it just premiered, I think, this past week uh, on uh, Netflix and stars uh, Mark Wahlberg as this kind of uh, ex-cop. When we first see him, he's in jail. Uh, he, we know he's good with his fists. We know he's in jail because at uh, some stage uh, he attacked a, a superior colleague. Uh, he was then sent to jail for five years. When he gets out of jail, his first plan is to get out of Boston. But unfortunately, when he realizes that the cop that he attacked is found murdered, uh, he soon gets involved in this kind of underworld, this murky underworld of kind of police corruption and uh, and violence. Uh, this is directed by Peter Berg, with whom he's uh, worked already four times already. Uh, they've made movies like Lone Survivor and Patriot's Day and Deepwater Horizon. 
and Mile 22, kind of with various success. I think of them, I think uh, Lone Survivor uh, was probably uh, the best of them. So I think one of the problems, though, for me is that a lot of films that do go to Netflix is that Netflix, there's a positive and a negative. There's a positive in that basically Netflix say, look, here, have all this money and do what you want. And unfortunately, once directors kind of have that kind of leeway, then I think without kind of anybody looking over their shoulder, I think they can tend to get a little bit kind of over the goal over the top. We saw that, I think, with The Irishman, where Martin Scorsese was basically told you can do whatever you want. He makes a movie that's three hours long. And I think that's the problem here because it's a bit of indulgent at times and it's a bit of a shame because there are action sequences which are actually really, really pretty good. Uh, but there are times when it's really, really dull and boring and really, really cliched. And we've seen it all before. We've seen this kind of wisecracking <clears throat> kind of uh, character uh, in loads of movies before, and basically Wahlberg plays, well, Mark Wahlberg, you know, he's not going to be Lawrence Olivia, we know that, um, And but he does what he does really quite well. Winston Duke plays the character of Hawk in this, and as I say, it's a pity he's so underused, because unlike you know, the Hawk in the television series, who was really smart and cool and hip, here basically Winston Duke is just basically used as kind of a battering ram, and that's a bit of a shame. Alan Arkin does his Alan Arkin thing. Uh, the disappointing performance is that of Isla Schlesinger, who you actually heard in the trailer there, She's a stand-up comedian, and if you go on uh, YouTube, you'll see just how good she can be. Here, I think she tends to be a little bit over the top, and that's uh, a bit of a shame. Also, um, there's an appearance by Post Malone in this as well, who actually isn't bad at all. I think the film, cliched, dollar times. There are There's one wonderful shot uh, above a city where um, these ambulances are heading to uh, a kind of an incident, and it's a beautiful shot. But it was the only time really watching this where I went, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I was never really bored. But it was never hugely entertained by us. Okay. And it's Spencer Confidential. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Market out of 10? Um, six. Six out of 10. Okay. And then The Adams Family. Is this a new version of The Adams Family? Yeah, it's an animated uh, version oh, okay. this time because, um, you know, there was the television series way back yeah. in the 60s. And then, of course, they made two movies back in the early 90s. Um, and uh, which were all right. They were pretty good. You know, there was a pretty good cast. Uh, they had uh, Angelica Houston and Raul Julia uh, here with this new version. Uh, the voices are provided by uh, Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron. And I don't know if you have the list of the cast here, but it's an extraordinary cast. You've got Phil Wolfhard, you've got Snoop Dogg, Beth Midler, Martin Short, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, the, 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 yeah, it just goes on. Yeah. And of course, it's, e- it's easy money. I mean, you know, yeah. it has to be said. One of the reasons why they do these animated films, of course, is that they win one day. Uh, you know, they don't have to uh, get dressed up. They can just do the voices and leave and then they, they make loads of money, which is a bit cynical of me, I know, but it's the reality of it. Um, the one thing I do remember about uh, the previous films, though, is that they, they, I think they were PG-13 and were actually really, really quite dark. Um, there is that kind of sense of darkness to this, but it is an animated film for younger kids. But, you know, I do remember when I showed The Addams Family to uh, my little girl on stage, for example, she did kind of get freaked out with the fact that, you know, the character of Wednesday and uh, her brother Pugsley, the fact that they just constantly are trying to kill each other, <laughs> you know, and and she got quite a, a, bit, a little bit upset at that. There is a lot of that here, but obviously it's animated. And so therefore it's done in kind of a, a really cool, kind of nice, kind of lighthearted kind of way. Uh, basically, the story is, is that they decide that because they're just constantly harassed uh, by uh, people, they decide to go where nobody in the world really wants to go. Nobody, a place where nobody would be seen dead in. So they go to New Jersey, which is a very, very good uh, gag, told better than I did. And, um, and so they uh, end up in this castle uh, above uh, this town, and the castle is constantly uh, surrounded by fog. Unfortunately, they, they decide that they will um, drain the swamp okay, next to the I'm, town. 
But okay, I, 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 I just say I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was terrific. I think kids will love it. It's one, it's one for all the family, which which is terrific. Okay, we we'll leave it there, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you okay. for that. Uh, that is Mark Malone, our movie uh, reviewer. And thank you to somebody who's come back to say that the Erlingus vouchers that they're offering uh, if you get to, instead of your flight, uh, last for five years. OK, so it's, it's good to know that. OK, that's where I leave you for today. My huge thanks to John Paul McNamara, who's, who's worked so, so hard this week. Uh, thank you. Uh, Nick Richards is with you. We'll talk to you on Monday morning. Enjoy your weekend and mind yourselves. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie Simon Coveney Tónista and Minister for Foreign Affairs People need to be careful with where they're getting their information from and they need to listen to radio stations like yours to ensure that they're getting accurate information because the government are making you know enormous decisions that impact on people's lives in a major way C103 is committed to bringing you the facts about COVID-19 We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us for essential Cork news and information. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.